Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Courtside with Joe Morelli. I am your host, Sean Patrick Bowley, and we are back with another round of high school football, high school basketball. It's still always football season for me. I'm sorry. It just is. But uh, that's why I'm just the host, and your your man, Joe Morelli, is right over here, and he's all, he's Mr. Hoops. Hey, what's up, Hoops? Good morning, Sean. How are you? Obviously, okay. you, you have football on the brain, and with the championship games coming Sunday, I can understand why. Um, Walter we, Camp was last week. Walter Camp was last week, and, and the best of the best showed up there. Yeah. Um, again, um, wasn't much change to the top ten. I mean, nine of the teams are, are still in. I mean, Sacred Heart, East Catholic, Windsor, and we're going to have Kenny Smith on as our, our guest this week. So that Kenny should be Smith interesting. Kenny Smith from Windsor, yeah. Yeah, and um, Bassett beats Wilbur Cross last night. Uh, 83-64, so they're obviously supplanted as four. And people think that – and I think even Bassett coach uh, thinks that – Bernie, the Lofton guy you're familiar with, I thinks that Bernie. they're in the top – thinks they're this is the year for them. So they may very well be one of the best team. I mean, with their fourth now, doesn't mean anything. You know, even West Haven has a big week coming up. You got Hill House t- tonight, Hamden on Friday, a rematch, a game they won earlier in the year, and they're undefeated. Um, Water, and another big game we have this week, Waterford and East Lime, where um, I'm planning on being at – uh, I don't know who else will be joining me from Game Time CT, but not to put pressure on anybody, but I, I'm <laughs> planning on going. Uh, I'm, I'm making the trip out there because it's supposed to be a sold-out crowd, and um, and we'll have coverage of Hammond, Notre Dame, West Haven as well. Um, Trumbull against in the top ten at uh, number eight. Newtown didn't uh, falter in their first week in the top ten. Good kudos to them at nine. And the new team joining uh, the top ten was Manchester. Their only loss was to East Catholic, and East Hartford, which lost to East Catholic, uh, dropped into number 11. Uh, a pretty solid top 10. Yeah, I think um, so. Around the state, obviously, and you can go to Game Time CT for, uh, for all the, the poll, the, the stars, the games to watch. Um, a couple of notable uh, buzzer beaters, Carmen Alf and Affinador from Sheehan. Uh, Against Shelton, banked one in with 1.4 seconds left to beat the uh, Shelton Gales. Andrew Brown with a putback with two-tenths of a second left for Xavier to beat, to win at home against Hamden. And the one that's been getting a lot of play from around the stakes oh is God, a great yeah. video of Ma- Moran McAleer from New Canaan. Obviously, not only – you can see, watch the video. I'm sure you've seen it. People were listening. Um, does he intercept a pass from Stanford, but has the presence of mind to heave it up before the buzzer goes off, and it banks and it goes in. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> it's and, crazy. And, and New Canaan beats Stanford. You know, they've – and the underlying thing is they're not getting any votes, but they've had a great year. And if they keep doing what they're doing, they're going to get votes. In the, and not that that's the um, all, the almighty all be, but I, I think they're having a really good year. And, and Danny Melzer's doing a really nice job there. So I, f- I feel like all these buzzer beaters are just going down. Like usually that's a shot you just see, you know, the kid throw. You, you always see that. You see that you may, kid might intercept the pass and heave it up. But nine d 100 times out of 10 out of a, a, a you know whatever it is th- it, it never goes in and then in that case it, it actually you know went in it's, it's well, crazy we saw that in that 
Duke game last night. That's yes, Syracuse yeah, Duke yeah, game yeah, last night. You just yes, throw, uh, heave it up, take a shot. And our, and and our former in. state player of the year, Pascal Chiwuku from Fairfield Prep, had 18 rebounds in his probably his best yeah. game since as Syracuse. Uh, Going up against Zion Williams. Yes, New Canaan Ryan Clear, who hit that shot for New Canaan. Um, his quote to Game Time CT was, as soon as it left my hand, it felt good. And then I saw it go in, and it was so surreal. It feels so weird right now. I'm just glad it went in. I'm sure all the entire town of New Canaan is glad it went oh, in. Oh, yeah. And obviously, you know, they're right there as a contender in the FCAC. Um, yeah, where are they? Where are they? Were they getting some votes here? No, what? they're not. No, I mentioned they're not getting votes yet. I'm sure they will say Joe's getting votes this week. Richfield's still getting votes. It's going to be a – I think it's still – I still think it's Trumbull, then Danbury, and everybody else. But we'll see how it happens. Um, coming up on our next segment, we have Ken Smith from Windsor. He's in his 30th year joining us. He should be interesting to talk to. He's the number three team in the state. We'll be right back with Ken Smith. Don't miss a pass, pitch, or putt this season and sign up for the Whistle newsletter to get the latest news and stories sent straight to your inbox from Game Time CT. We're back with Courtside with Joe Morelli, and with us is the in his 30th year at Windsor, Ken Smith with four state championships to his credit, number three in the latest Game Time CT poll. Good morning, Coach. How are you doing? Doing well, thank you. Just talk about your season thus far, and, and obviously Corey McKeithen going to Ryder, what he's meant to the team, and uh, and just you're, you're a good start, and uh, if this is what you expected thus far. Well, you you never know because they're kids, so you never expect anything. But uh, it's good to have a nice start. You know, we usually have good starts, and but obviously, you know, we want to finish better than we started. Give me a, some. The audience who don't know Corey again, he's a junior. He's verbally committed to Ryder. Just give us a little bit of insight to what he's like and why he's one of the best players in the state. He's a great kid. Uh, he works very hard on his craft, trying to be the best uh, night in and night out. Um, he's very, very coachable. Um, I think that he has done something that's great to make a verbal commitment as a junior. Uh, is big on the west coast but it's not too big on the east coast so that means we got to catch up a little more on the east coast get our kids to commit a little earlier but um i think that's what you know that was an opportunity he liked the school he liked the coaching staff and uh so he you know jumped on it and made that verbal commitment if you could give us some insights to a couple of your other kids who've helped you uh to the success so far a couple of your other names for those who don't know the program uh, at all we have a transfer that came in. His name was uh, Amir Spears, and I think he also is a junior. And I think he's one of the best guards in the New England by far. Okay. Um, with his uh, abilities of, you know, playing the game of basketball, his IQ is off the charts. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he's pretty good. And we have uh, another guy, a senior, Jordan uh Riley, right, who's played for me for like three years at the varsity level, right, and he's playing pretty well for us right now. Uh, we had a kid. Um, we have two kids, uh, Blake Okoloji and Alex Peterson, who's been with the program for four years. Right. We had a kid who transferred in also from St. Thomas More. Uh, Interesting. His name is Lawrence Foreman. He's uh, six eight. And uh, he's raw, but he's getting better every day. So, Are they getting used to, or are they used to playing your style and how 
you know, how you get after kids? Are they are they used to it yet? No, they're not, but, you know, they're trying. <laughs> the guys who are used to it is the guys who've been there the longest. Right. And, you know, and things change in, in time. You know, this is a new age. Is, these are different kids, but the fundamentals stay the same. So, you know, we're just constantly trying to teach them how to be better players and better people. Ken Smith from Windsor joining us on the Courtside with Joe Morelli podcast. Uh, Ken, you're, you're facing Ramapo from New Jersey in the Hoopal Classic. It's your second out-of-state game this year. Two-part question. Number one, do you remember the last time you played in the Hoopal? And number two, why do you think it's important to challenge yourself with these out-of-state teams? Uh, number one, yeah, I do remember. We played uh, Springfield Central, and they were the eventual past champs or upcoming champs or whatever. How, how long ago? Do you remember? But, uh, mm, that's probably... I don't know about. I don't remember the year. I'm sorry. That's okay. But um, you know, uh, this is a first though for us because we usually play up in this, but we also play the local teams. Right. But this is a first for us to be playing an out of state team up in it. You know, and you know we want to be greedy, but I would I was hoping we get an ESPN game type. <laughs> you know, so right. The kids can. Uh, you know, get feel, exposure. I mean, we're right here, and I yeah, we're right here, and I think our kids need more exposure, not just in basketball, but also in football too. I mean, you know, I never see any games of on ESPN or football. You know, mm-hmm. and basketball is another thing. is is like we're so late with our exposure, and I don't know why. Um. What do you know but, about? Um, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I thought you were done. I don't. Uh, I know. I know they have a seven footer that's pretty good. I, I also know they have another player that's pretty good, a guard, and they said they're very well coached. I'm pretty sure because you know a lot of teams wouldn't come up here if they couldn't. But see, I'm different. I'll throw them in because I just want the kids to have such a good experience. Um, did they approach you, uh, who Paul, or does how does that kind of work for those who don't? Understand. Yeah, they did. They came up, you know, um, and they gave me a call and gave me an invite. And, you know, you just say yes or no. And we had a game, so I just won. You know, I won. But once again, we tried to give the kids every possible great experience in high school basketball, whether we win or lose. And I assume. It's really not important. Uh, right. And I'm going to imagine because the only game you lost was to out of state team Brooklyn Democracy Academy out of New York in a tournament put on by uh, Sacred Heart. Um, again, right. you, you talk about again. The, you talk about the experience of playing in those venues and the, the experience. It'll help you come March. Uh, if you could talk about both. Well, what you're trying to do is prepare the kids, because a lot of kids want to go on to play at the next level, and they got to see everybody else is trying to go on to play at the next level too. And a lot of kids who think they want to play at the next level may understand that Division Three is not a bad option, you know, and they have to work on their game to get a lot better. But more so is just to be around other players, is just to be in the same venue as guys who they consider to be some of the best in the country. Um, it's just to be, you know, appreciated by college coaches, and that's what we hope. You know, that's why we do this. You know, because Connecticut is behind in exposure and is bad. Right. You know, whereas a prep school or some other school, they can get all the exposure they want. Only time coaches come to 
Connecticut is when they go down to New Haven. And we can't get in that tournament. What tournament? In particular, you done with the Salisbury? You were in it well, last year. Which no, one? No, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the prep school tournament. Oh, the one, oh, the one in the Alberta. Right. right, right. Yeah, I told him. I said, put us in as Boogaloo Prep or somebody. <laughs> you know, we need to play in this stuff. Right. Who runs you know, that? Get all that. the other. Uh, Adam Finkelstein. Is he still? Oh. He still runs it. He still runs it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ken Smith joining us on the podcast. Uh, Ken, um, this is the, as you know, it's the second year of the uh, the state tournament format that's changed. Now it's five divisions, and you're in Division One. And if I'm not mistaken, you were in one of 19 schools two years ago to appeal to drop down. You were denied. You're still on one. Uh, your thoughts on the format and maybe how it should be tinkered with uh, to make it better? Well, I think they should have something that's fair to all, in other words. Um, the playing field is not equal to public schools in that division. Right. It's just that simple. Um, be it, though, that we consider the correct uh, schools or the magnet schools public schools, I don't, you know, it's just not, you know, fair to or original public school like Windsor. In other words, because you have to live in Windsor to go to Windsor. Right. And we have so many public schools, you can just live in that district. If they have a bunch of high schools in that district, you can go to any high school you want. Right. Because people want kids to be educated and they just want to go to school, and which is nothing wrong with that. But when it comes to fair and parity to uh, one high school town like Windsor is, you know, if guys get taken away to these uh, correct schools or to these private schools or to the prep schools, then we're in trouble. Can you see them, Ken? They only, come at, they, they only come after the good players. I mean, you know, I, I can understand, you know, if you're trying to recruit students like it used to be about the uh, Catholic schools. But, you know, they're trying to get the student and the athlete also. It seems like um, I mean they—that's a new thing. The, the whole Crex experience, and they're—and they're not, you know, considered powerhouses by any stretch of the imagination in basketball. But you see, kind of a future where that's where it's going. Oh, without a doubt, because see, then you can establish that powerhouse if mm -hmm. that's what you choose to do. And there are certain certain programs, and I don't want to mention anybody's name. That's what they're doing. That's what they're trying to establish. This, a basketball-type factory. They're going, if you look at New York City, they have these They have these things they call academies. Academies was brought over through Europe. And all in Europe, all academies do is to prepare you to come to the U.S. to play at the highest college levels. Kind of like and soccer, that's right? That's all they do. They, they do that. Like soccer, they have soccer academies, basketball academies. Yeah. You know, they, they, just, they just want you to come over to prepare to play you know, at the highest schools possible in the state and to compete. They want they make sure you uh, you dress right, you eat right, your academics is right, and it's more so less than the school because they have no electives. You know, they don't go with the shop classes and all that type of stuff. So it's kind of like different than it is in the states. But then everybody's trying to get to the states because there's no experience like playing against uh, the American experience for the Europeans, and that's what they're doing. But if you look, research the academies, so now they're starting academies in the states. Like we played Brooklyn Democracy Academy, which was a school that don't even accept freshmen or sophomores. 
and hmm. I didn't notice at the time because I wouldn't have played them. Because then they uh, at-risk kids who are doing credit recovery work. Now we still should have beaten them, <laughs> you know. But the deal is that you know it happens, and it you know we did. Now we playing Ramp Ramapo, which is a legitimate. We know high school. We also play in classical out of Rhode Island, which is a legitimate high school. And, so, and you believe? But with these, uh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you, and you believe as we we've talked in the past that at least from uh, of those three games you mentioned that you should not have, those should not count against your schedule because it doesn't count against theirs, and that you should be able to pick up three other no, games. It, or it am I mistaken? Exactly. It, it doesn't. None of those games count for these teams that we play against. Out of, out of state, right? Because we're so far behind, right? With our understanding about basketball, is that we're being charged when we play out of state teams. So then, what should you do? Just stay in state? You wouldn't you know, get be- You wouldn't get better. Plays. Well, but that's that's the experience. It's not about getting better because you do that in practice. But the ex- life experience is making friends with other kids. Because we used to go to tournaments back further back, and we, you know, when we had uh, six games to get, and we used to go to tournaments, play three games there, and we met guys like who were in the pros. Wow. And you get the hobnob with those guys because you're in the same tournament. Didn't matter whether we won or lost. Ex- you know what matters is how we played. Right. Explain how you like. Uh, you go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Finish up. Go I ahead. apologize. Go ahead. No, and seeing and so now and like. Then when you talk to these people, like you say, like uh, like I tell the kids, we had an experience. We played against uh, Everest High School up in Mass. Right on the team was uh, Nerlis Noel at the oh. time. He was a freshman, and they had his brother, and they had some more people on the team. And uh, you know how we won the game. And when we talk about it, because Nerlis blocked one of my guys' shots. And it landed into another guy, and he found the right person with the shooter. He, uh, Tyrus Weaver knocked down the shot. You know, we win the game. <laughs> and but once again, we never have that type of experience if we don't leave the t- leave the state. But now that that game didn't count against Everett's state stuff. But it counts against yours and everybody else. Exactly, it counts against us. You got the little state in the in the union, which is Rhode Island. They got games where they play more than 20 games, and those games are considered friendship games, you know, and they can play those games, and then they play their 20 in-state game. Now, this is a little state, the smallest state in the union, mm-hmm. uh, and can, they can work that out. Yeah. Ken, um, talk about how much you what you like about how New Jersey does it as far as uh, their tournament and how they oh, separate they, the privates right, and the publics have, and, and, yeah. the, and the tournament champions. That feels like where he's, where he's going with this. Yeah. I know Ken's – I mean, yeah, he, you have – Go ahead. You have the public schools, they have their tournament. You have the private schools, which are the Catholic schools, they have their tournament. And then they have four divisions. Now you have a tournament of champions after all that because now the – you have the right divisions because of whatever it is, however you weigh it, and they do that. This way here, now whatever school it is, you have a, after you have a tournament of champions. I was fortunate to be a consultant to the committee and made that suggestion back in 09. 
And what they what they say back in '09, Coach? Well, they asked me to, uh, you know, they say we got to get rid of the consultants. Maybe I was <laughs> having too many good ideas. And that was your last year on the committee, correct? That was your last year on the committee. Exactly. I believe, I believe that was it. <laughs> but then it was like um, what we had. Uh, we they sent me out to do a survey on how many people wanted the shot clock. And we found out that 75% of the coaches voted twice. Wow. Twice it was, the vote was gathered by me, but never was, you know, still today, never was brought apart. Now, um, I don't know why, but well, you know, I, I think I, it's to prepare kids for the next level. I think, we're, well, listen, I, I'm in agreement with you. I think the CIC goes with what this national federation does right. and they just kind of hide behind that thing rather than go on its own and that's kind of why we are we are but it doesn't make it right right and see and this is what i i, I think that then we like we go up to mass they have a shot clock once again rhode island smallest state in the union has a shot clock but connecticut you know don't have a shot clock new york has a shot clock how much of a disservice you is know. it doing to the kids Boys and girls. Boys and girls. Because, oh, I think because now it prepares them for college if they want to play. You know, it, I mean, it's it's just like the sport where you know, like y'all say, everybody gets a trophy. That's what our basketball is like. You know, we're not. I mean, it makes coaches execute. You know, you see more of a, a, a cleaner game where guys ain't holding the ball forever. You know, and playing keep away. Um, you know, I think it helps, but you know, I don't make those decisions. Do Do you understand? I guess the the some of the arguments against would be, and I know the other states use it, um, but you know the 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 arguments against. Well, well, who pays for it? Who 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 runs it? I mean, how, how do you kind of what would you reply to well, that? Well, let me say let me say this. We got three referees, and they still get calls wrong. You know, no disrespect to them guys, but, you know, just like we make bad decisions as coaches. You know, so the clock is something that is in the game. Now, if you want to speed it up, then you use the shot clock. And I'm sure, like, the good teams like the Hill Houses and all those guys, the West Havens and the Notre Dame of West Havens, those guys, they don't need a shot clock because that would never bother them. But it's something that we need to have in the game. Is that something you you, you pay an extra ref for? You see, instead of three refs, you have four? Is that, is that kind of how you would do this? Or somebody at the school. Or, yeah, okay. Right. Well, we, we have a clock at the school now. We just added a guy to keep stats on the on the on the board, I guess I don't know. You know what I mean. So why not keep a shot clock? Yeah, back in the eighties, if I'm not mistaken, the girls used to have a shot clock back until the early eighties, before you were coaching and before when I was before I was well, in high school. Yeah. I, and and it went away, and uh, it's not been back since. Well, no, I was you know I was born in eighty five. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Can can you really quickly because I know you have to go. Can you handicap Division One and how you think you guys will do? Uh, 
I'm I'm just hoping we be competitive. There's some good teams up there, and I like the competition. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the East Catholics, the uh, the Bassics, the Weavers, um, the Notre Dame, West Haven, I believe, is in there too. Yes. Um, Hillhouse. Cross in there. Hill East Hartford. You know, those are. Yeah, uh, East Hartford. Those are great, great teams, and great, great coaches. You, you know that uh, you you really like to compete against, man. But, you know, and I, I was telling, because we play Hill House a little later, and I was telling my man, I said, man, I'll come to you every year, and you come to me the opposite year. And I say, we need to do that because we need to make basketball good for our kids. And, you know, because yeah. it, it doesn't help me by playing, um, uh, for instance, uh, uh, I don't want to say a school because mm. they may get offended. <laughs> so I can say this is my guy, this is my guy's school of capital prep. That's my guy's school, so I can say that, you know, about his school, you know. It wouldn't help me playing against them. Right. But the deal is that what I need to do is, you know, we want to play against the Hill Houses, you know, the Notre Dame or West Havens, you know. We want to play against those guys. And honestly, anybody in this division should all be champions. Right. Because really the compliment is, you are a div- a division amongst the best. It's like almost like an open division, it coach. Like that. It's it's like an open division, basically. It is. It is. It's very open. You know, and uh, don't get me started on that stuff. No, 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 no. But it's a, it's yeah, the best yeah, of the uh, best, and it's twenty twenty one teams or twenty teams or whatever it Did, is. And Ken, you would you would like to see a you know a public school division one style tournament where it's the public schools. And the Catholic schools and right. the magnets play in another division, and then let's say the week after we go to Mohegan Sun, we go back to Mohegan Sun for like a you know a Final Four type of deal, right? Exactly, because see, it's not honestly, it's not fair. And like I said, in certain areas of the world, you can you have a bunch of schools to choose from. You can go to any school um, in that region. Um, also, now you have the private schools. They can get anybody to come from even other countries and cities to participate on their team. Um, you know, you have, they can go get anybody they like, hmm. you know, to come to the school. And, you, just, you know, you have to have that pitch. And you can say what you want to say. You know, it's hard for us to, you know, recruit kids. And that's what is going to start because people want to be competitive, you know. But the good coaches know how to be competitive. And that's the honest truth. They really know how to be competitive. And But people want to be competitive. And they, you know, today's people think this is the way. If I go get this dude, that dude, this dude. That don't guarantee that way. Right. You know, it doesn't guarantee anything. So, but... You know, it looks good. It looks good for. I I, I really like the to play against all these teams. But I remember being in the double L. But see, we had a boy enrollment basis. That's been thrown out now. Right, understandably and, though, and, right? Because if right, you're gonna have Catholics yeah, in there, Catholic, Catholic schools is gonna have a low enrollment. Right. That's like uh, my school capital prep, 80 boys. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's going to be low enrollment, so they should be in there. But then don't, that would make more sense if they had their own group 
Right, because to they, compete against. Yeah, because they can get whomever, right? Basically. Yeah, they can get, hey, you remember the times when we had Trinity Catholic guy yep. who come the best player in Connecticut was Rashmel Jones. Right? But he lived in New York. Right. Right. The best player in, uh was Earl something, I forget his name. Earl Johnson. Yeah, Tory Tom- Tory Thomas too went to um, Holy Cross. I think he was from uh, New York as well. Right, and even the guy I think Notre Dame uh, Fairfield. Yeah, the the kid, kid Tyron Bourne was, was from. Yeah, he originally was from the city. Yep. No, it's right. So I mean, you know, so what what are we talking about? We can't do that, you know. I mean, they can over there. They could take the bus every morning, go back and forth. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. and that's the hard part. So, before, I guess, it used, somebody told me it used to be certain regions that certain schools, you know, would pick from. I don't know how true that was, whatever. But uh, I just think it should they should have their own division. Okay. And then we play a tournament of champions. Then, and I'm, I don't want to get you it started. Only take, it only take another week. It, we gotta. Yeah, that is absolutely true, and it's only a handful of schools, so it's not like you're cutting too much into into the springtime, which is another week no, away anyway. Yeah. Right. Right. Then you talk about the Litchfields, the public schools like Litchfield, Windsor Locks. You know they'll have a chance. Right. Which they do in Division Four right or Five. Well, they they do now with the Division yeah. Four or Five. They do have right. a chance. But that's that's what you think. What happened with Kobe? Yeah. That's and that, that's because they allowed him to peel yeah. down. Yeah. But well, well, you're right. Well, yeah. but right. So now here's a school that don't have all those options, like we was petitioning. They didn't allow us to go down. Mm-hmm. Well, the only two that were allowed you to know, go down were. It was. Good. It was a compliment to the program. Right. You know what I mean? But then you're hurting my kids because it's not fair to them that they work so hard. They dream about being the state champion growing up. And playing for Ken Smith, you know, and it just hurts them if they don't have that. But then I try to tell the kids, don't look bad because, you know, you didn't win the title. You know, it's all right. But when guys have to go out to to be competitive, you know, we're taking from right within. You know, I wish I had a big, a lot of money, then maybe I have a board in the house. <laughs> Move guys right in. Yeah, uh, all right. Kenny Kenny Smith, the Windsor coach, longtime Windsor coach, jo- joining the Ken Smith uh, uh, joining, basketball yeah, academy. Yeah, joining us, uh, Kenny. Um, thank you very much for your time. Uh, the number three ranked Warriors face Ramapo from New Jersey in the Hoop Hall Classic up at Springfield College on Saturday at noon. As the, the aforementioned Hill House, they host him at five o'clock on Monday on Martin Luther King Day. Coach, again, thank you for your time for joining us. On the Courtside with Joe Murley podcast, good luck the rest of the way, and we'll see you down the road. Thank you. Well, I just want to say it's a pleasure and an honor to be considered, and thank you, and good luck to everybody. <laughs> you didn't yeah, win an Oscar, fine. Coach. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Coach. Uh-huh. We appreciate it. <laughs> Kenny, thank you very much. Ciao. Right, bye-bye. Yeah, bye. Ciao. Take care. He's as real as they come. Uh, I mean, it's, you and know we, didn't, we didn't even get into his uh, whole big thing about uh, – uh, whether coaches should coach their kids year round or have that opportunity, we didn't even get into. Well, that. I think that see, I, I think if the CIAC want I mean, again, I shouldn't even blame them. Listen, the, the problem is that perhaps they're going to have their way with the situation until CIAC and other organizations allow some kind of a, in 
summer activity where you can allow to coach your kids. At least it would help. I don't think it would stop the transferring, but no. I think it would help. But uh, Well, he's been a huge advocate of that. I mean, he's always been pretty progressive as far as, like, you know, and he's always brings it up. I mean, he always talks about all the stuff that needs to change, and he doesn't like to, you know, stay silent. He doesn't. He he lets you know exactly where he thinks the, the basketball should no, be going I, in this state. I personally don't think it's ever going to happen. I I like seeing the best teams play because I think if it was just the public schools, I think it'd be Hillhouse and Windsor and a couple of East Harvard every year. And you, and and again, people will say, well, the private schools win it every year, and it does. That's not necessarily the case. I like seeing the best against the best. I understand Ken's point. It's it's unfair. It's a uh, not a level playing field, and I get it. I just don't know if it's going to change anytime soon. No, I I don't think so. Either. They're going to they're going to see where this goes. I mean, I think they're feeling like uh, putting this system in place. They're going to yeah, it wasn't great. Colby was in three. They petitioned. They went down. But I think they feel like over time it's going to work itself out. Now you could argue whether it should come to that. I mean, I I see his point. I don't. I, if right. I'm him. Um, I have a championship caliber team. Why am I playing against uh, schools or, or you know or programs that can draw from beyond that can their draw borders. from beyond their borders? Right. I mean that's fair. And that's no, f- and 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 you get that, you we get that argument that? with St. Joe's in football. You understand? You cover this right. It's the same I, thing. It's this exact same thing. And the, his point is: Listen, my kids. If my kids are championship and we're the best in class in the among the public schools, then. We should be, you know, we should be the champions if if we're good enough to beat a bunch of other public schools, and they should be the champions if they want to play a whole Catholic school tournament. And then he goes, then you can say, all right, we already have a championship. Then just throw us into a tournament of champions at the end of another week later, do that, and and away we go. And I think that's, and I don't, I I think that's a, I actually think that's a good idea. I, I I'm on record for saying this. I mean, again, these this was determined back in May. A couple of things. I think as a whole, I think we're better than we were. I disagree with Ken about the enrollment. I, I didn't because the problem with the enrollments, again, as he mentioned, the Catholic schools were in S and M, and that couldn't happen. We had to move them up. So there were two schools that stood out on that whole thing when it was done. It was it was a transparent process by the athletic directors. This is what they tinkered with the mathematical process, and boom, a few things. Number one, the big issue was Wamogo being in Division Three because of the VOAC program. Again, we're singling out a couple of things yeah. over the mass. So ninety something percent of this worked. They should be lower division, and St. Joe's should not be in Division Four. No. Okay? Ever. And, again, they're off to a good start, and that's not – this was before, and they had a rough year last year. And if they if they win four, it's going to be like Kobe winning four. And no yeah. offense to St. Joe's, I, I, Kevin's doing a hell, hell of a job there. So it's but just – Yeah, they shouldn't be playing four, period. We, we shouldn't be in four. Period. As a whole. And, and, and because the other, they can change on a dime like and that. And the other thing I don't agree with, and I don't think it would matter – I, and I've said this before. We're in America. The what point I'm trying to make is because they did a transparent process, they did not allow appeals this year. We should allow appeals regardless of the situation. Even if you deny them all, they may have a valid point. So, But, again, we, we're, we're going to be talking about this, I'm sure, on and off. Yeah. Again, Ken was a great guest, and um, we'll be back to wrap up the Courtside with Joe Murley podcast. Thank you. Don't miss a pass, pitch, or putt this season. Sign up for the Whistle newsletter and get the latest news and stories sent straight to your inbox from GameTimeCT.com. Okay, welcome back. Some final thoughts, Joe. Yeah, I, I, we mentioned in this last segment, Ken Smith was tremendous. Um, he has, he's been around. He's as veteran a coach as there is. Probably the top five as far as tenure, along with Nicola Jelly, 
and Ryan Pierce from E.O. Smith, because I was asking the other day, who else? And at least of those, I'm sure there's a couple other guys who in the lower divisions who've been around forever. Um, I wanted to take it back. I know this is a basketball podcast, but I wanted to say um, a personal um, tribute to a, a former colleague who passed away, Bob Barton. He he actually was retired before I got here to the New Haven Register 21 years ago. Yeah, but he was a part-time right, and he was a part-time for, uh, desk person then. But forever, he's been uh, a mentor to a lot of us. He was a writing coach. He was he voted in the poll. He was he, he kept stats. He he was he's big reason of this Connecticut high school football record book. And uh, I, I just wanted to send along my condolences to his wife, Judy, and, and the family because obviously he meant a lot to me and a lot of people. And I'll just let Sean take it from here because obviously he covers football more than I do and, and he had a lot more to do with Bob and took his vote every week. So Yeah, it was, it's, a, it's sad. It's a loss. I mean, um, Bob, um, yeah, I mean, you talk about he, he retired – 96. Yeah, 1996. I was still... a sophomore and junior in college at the time. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and uh, so I never really got to see him in his prime. I mean, you didn't. But I certainly didn't. But it was a pleasure, an honor and a pleasure. And even in his later years, I mean, he died at 83, um, the, the last five years that I really got to know him um, a little bit more. And I, I get to experience, you know, what he's just, he was just an old school guy. I mean, there's... Those guys are, you know, they're, they're they're going fast. I mean, just the guys where, where newspaper was newspaper, yep. you know, and, and where it was a big deal. And, and you know, it, it, we kind of play a little fast and loose uh, in the business now because um, we just don't have as many people and there's not as many people trying to, you know, look over your stuff. And, you know, sometimes things fall through the cracks, like grammar. Trying to get it up quickly yeah. instead of getting it right sometimes. Yeah, and there's, and there's not a lot of references, and you're not a lot of guys. And all the old-timers are all gone, and you don't have a lot of historical reference that you know. So anytime that we would make a mistake about history or about the rules right. or about the stats, you would get a stern email from, from uh, Bob. He wasn't never mean, but he was firm. He was an old-school reporter, and that, you know, listen, you can't screw around with the facts, and if you can't get the facts right, then what are you doing here? And that's basically, you know, he didn't really say it that way, but he was he would just point out your mistakes and say, just so you know, make sure that you, you know, you can't return a touchdown 105 yards in, in football. It's only 99. It's from scrimmage. So, uh, you know, things like that. And it's, he's a great loss, and but it was an, an absolute honor to uh, to be able to work with him and toward the end of his uh, life. Yeah, a couple other things about Bob. Um, we I used to look forward to being in high school and at the register, try to assign, talk to him about his column. He would write it every year with the beginning, where to go and the places to go, and and he'd have his tidbits and his thoughts. And and like I said, into his 80s, he wrote the column. He didn't write it this past year, um, but he would again. It would be on topic. It would be about stuff that. He's paying attention to it. Yeah. He read it. I was very interested. And uh, the last time I really spoke to him um, was uh, when I wrote something about Stratford and Milltown. It was the 30th anniversary. And I, and I, I had been at the game as a kid because, again, I attended Stratford High School. And, and it was obviously – I thought it was important at the time because it was Darian St. Joseph was one versus three. In the Stratford Milltown case, it was one versus two. And uh, I just wanted to verify if he had – I figured he was at the game. I don't know if he was or wasn't, but he gave me his report – and it was similar to what I had. So nice that I was actually on the same page with them. Uh, I don't remember too many of the stern emails. Maybe I just forgot some of the bad stuff I've done. But, <laughs> again, um, it's a big loss to this community. And a lot of people who work at this publication, again, I know this is a basketball podcast, but he's a legend around here. And I like to have, hope you have him in his thoughts. 
For Sean Patrick Bowley, this is Joe Morelli, Courtside with Joe Morelli Podcast. We'll see you next week. See you, everybody.